0: Well, hey, folks, and welcome back to the 747 Conversations podcast. It's your host, Chris Shembra, broadcasting live from beautiful and finely warm New York City, on the line with a man who is not only a good man, but a man who pretty much changed the entire course of my life. Zvi Band, founder and CEO of Contactually, uh, a CRM tool, a wonderful organization that was just sold to Compass in the last year founder or author of the recent book, Success is in Your Sphere, Leverage the Power of Relationships to Achieve Your Business Goals. Welcome to the podcast, V.
1: Chris, thanks so much for having me. You, sound, you make me sound a lot more impressive than I actually am.
0: Yeah, That's, that's my unique gift in this world. <laughs> no, <laughs> no uh, V, we have a lot of things to talk about today, but one of the things that I just want to give a little bit of flavor to is that at 3.30 p.m. on Wednesday, December 23rd, 2015, Zvi, Ban, and I had a conversation through an introduction through Michael Roderick. And during that conversation, we got the inspiration to dedicate the rest of our lives to the dinner table. And we would be you know, plucking corn in Iowa if it wasn't for Zvi. And so we, we, uh, we owe the world to you, my friend. And the the simple question I have to start us off with today before diving into the book is if you could give creditor thanks to one person in your life that you don't give enough creditor thanks to, or maybe you've never thought to give any creditor thanks to, whether it's someone you've never met before or someone you've known your entire life, who would that be?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's really funny that you open with that because, no offense, Chris, but like, I barely remember that conversation. I, I remember having a chat, thinking you were really intense, um, you know, uh, walking away with a positive impression. But I was like, okay, cool. You know, just I have a lot of these conversations. You know, we always try and add little bits and pieces of value and then walk away, um, you know, but it's obviously only years later that you kind of, you know, that you, you know, I, I saw things started to pick up for you. I'm like, and you kind of kept coming back saying it was because of that conversation, I'm like, wow, really? And I have that story too. I actually, I do really owe it to, uh, to my friend, Peter, who um, I actually opened the book talking about that story. And I honestly, like this is one of the challenges kind of going through the editing process, because it didn't really come across how down in the dumps and how dark and desperate I was, or could have very soon been. Had it not been for him again, and he, you know, I've chatted with him since then. He doesn't consider it a big deal. You know, he saw like a good software developer. He knew some people who knew software developers. He made some connections. You know, he kind of you know, went to bat for me a couple of times and that's it. Right. And, you know, but again, when you match value with the personal experiences of what's happening behind that person that's where the real magic can happen. So yeah, I, I wasn't, sorry, Chris, I wasn't trying to save your life or kind of, you know, set your career for you. I just thought you were a good person and just, you know, wanted to provide you know, a few minutes of help and that's all I did. But again, I think you were at that point where you were you know, receptive or in need of that. And then, you know, those things came and I, I do truly believe and there's that, um, one of the early mission statements of contactually is serendipity through software. And I think that was a serendipitous moment, right?
0: I want to, I want to go back to Pete because um, you, you, you know, you had a serendipitous moment when you reached out to Pete and kind of this kind of low point of your you know, trajectory it was December of 2008. It was you know, the middle of the greatest recession since the 1930s you know, walk me through what it took to to reach out to someone. Right, you're you're a self-described introvert. How did you get that courage to reach out to someone asking for help? And how important was it that you guys connected
1: through that trivial time? Yeah, no, is it was, it was amazing. I remember uh, sending him an email. Like, I remember like almost like not knowing what to do. Like, what do I do about the situation I'm in? And the only thing I thought I could do is well, let me just email a bunch of people and see what happens. And within a few minutes, he said, like, hey, let's get on the phone. I remember pacing around my apartment furiously, just kind of just openly sharing what's going on. And I think there's a difference. There's a key point there in that I didn't make an ask. You know, and I think a lot of people, when it comes to relationship marketing, think that they have to make the ask you know, you weren't looking for anything, Chris, right? Just, it happened to be you were receptive, you were sharing what, you know, what you were looking for, you're sharing your state, and I was happy to volunteer information. So, Peter wasn't, I wasn't saying, hey, Peter, like, I, I can you help me? Like, you know, I need some jobs or something like that. I said, hey, listen, I'm open to doing some work, you know, if you happen to know anyone, you know, just let me know, I'm happy to, Connect to chat with them, and very quickly he responded because he heard of needs from others. And so he was able to make that connection. So I think a, a big value of connectors is not responding to people's asks, but identifying the things where people might need help without them asking.
0: So that's interesting. You didn't make a direct ask to Peter. You asked for a referral. Is that a safer way of engaging with someone? where they're not of the big pressure for them to directly say no, but they can always say, hmm, let me ask around and
1: see who could benefit. Exactly, I, I think the, one of the experiences and lessons I learned that was taught to me by mentors over the years is that even when it comes to like business development or job seeking, it's not necessarily always you know, the right solution to go into a conversation looking for something but instead building a relationship. So when the opportunity arises, they think of you, right? And I think that's where, you know, we work with thousands of consultants and real estate agents and financial advisors. And that's what we've seen learned is that you can't tell someone, hey, you should work with me. Instead, it's more when the opportunity arises, I hope that you'll remember me and consider working with me. And so um, that honestly, that, you know, as I built my consulting business and was working with the likes of Ford and CBS and Volkswagen, the only thing I had, the only thing I, that was, that was work going for me is that people thought of
0: me. And it's interesting, you know, you talk about wanting to remain top of mind. You want to remain, continuously engaged. You built a software to do just that. How important is it to continuously be in contact with the people in your network?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a, that was the core problem that we're solving, right? You know, uh, Robin Dunbar you know, has this piece of research that you know, we can only maintain in our brains around 150 social connections but we know that we need to work with 150 people over the course, more than 150 people over the course of our careers and our lives. And so this is where software can come to help us. You know, if, if we're not, if we can't remember what we had for breakfast two weeks ago, how are we gonna remember who we met with, how we met, or worse yet, how are they gonna remember who they met with? And so luckily software doesn't forget, it's pretty hard for software to lose data for to lose data. Um, and so this is where tools can come in to say, hey, Chris, you know, you haven't connected with Zvi in three weeks. You know, why don't you go ahead and reach out to him, hear all of your past conversations, hear notes you recorded, here's a book he recommended to you, here are other people he knows, you know, here, you know, here's everything you know so you can say, hey Zvee, by the way, you know, hope everything's great with your family.
0: How often should you be reconnecting with people? Like what's, what's the rules on reconnecting with a childhood friend, reconnecting with someone who maybe once told you that they need to buy a new home. What's, you know, how do you measure those types of frequencies?
1: Yeah. Great question. And this is because
0: you call that, you call that mind share in the book.
1: Yeah, and we dedicated a, a chapter to that. You know, part of the capital strategy, the T is for timely engagement. There's no right or wrong answer. That That's the problem. I mean, there are two ways to think about it. One is, you know, keeping tabs on the relationships you care about and looking for those external triggers like they just changed jobs they just had a kid they posted some news about their company um you saw some other news that made you think of them there's keeping track of those you know external tr- triggers then the internal triggers you know making sure that okay no more than a quarter goes by that you stay engaged with them this is honestly like this is the one that we had the biggest struggle with because there is no right or wrong answer you don't want to be annoying You don't want to create so much work that you're, you know, that you're losing your mind because you have so many conversations going on at one point in time, but you also don't want them to completely forget about you. So I usually say start it like maybe once a quarter for relationships you care about and adjust up or down based on that.
0: You know, it's it's interesting. You talk about how many different conversations, you know, you wrote so well in the book about. How do you separate relationships between your relationships and your company's relationships? How do you balance professional and personal relationships? And what's that overlap, at least in your life or or the way you talk about it in the book?
1: Yeah. I mean, so every professional relationship is a personal relationship in some way, right? Because it's still two human beings interacting even if it's a professional relationship and you hate each other right it's still there's still that personal connection of not liking each other vice versa with you know the personal relationships you know i've i've done business with you know friends of mine and turns out you know a lot of my early business did come from friends i knew or people that i thought were friends and became business relationships from that I think, you know, we, we can't draw a line and that's, that's part of the magic that we should authentically care about the people that we're working with. Um, I want my colleagues to, you know, colleagues to do well. I want my employees to do well. I want my competitors to succeed. You know, can we create a world where everybody wins? Um, and I think, you know, that's, I think where we fall short is treating business relationships only as transactional relationships and missing out that there's a human behind that curtain.
0: So the interesting question I have, I remember earlier in the book, you wrote down that from your parents, you learned to pursue passion at all costs for better or for worse. How do you find how do you create a relationship in a professional setting that's centered around passion and like shared interests, not just business?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so it's, uh, and what we found is it's, it's finding and identifying those social objects, right? One of the easiest ways in is small talk, right? You know, like Mm -hmm. it tends to be one of those things that goes in one ear and out the other. But instead, if we capture that, You know, we kind of start to kind of, you know, peel the onion back and we learn, okay, you know, they have kids, okay, their kids are into basketball, okay, Um, you know, what, how do you want to raise your kids? How old are your kids? What are the big challenges you're facing? You you start to kind of really understand that person. Um, One of the other key aspects is, um, you know, to be vulnerable yourself, right? I mean, Hmm. not a surprise coming from you, but, you know, by being vulnerable and sharing, what your goals and passions are, um, why you chose your career, why, you know, making pasta sauce is your calling. Um, people are much more willing to open up with theirs too.
0: It's interesting. You mentioned about taking care of the family. Um, you know, one of, the, one of the great leaders you profiled in this book is, is a dear mutual friend of ours, John Rulon. And the other man that you profiled is uh, Jason Gaynard. And, you know, it's interesting if you look back uh, two years on their Facebook timelines, there's a video that went massively viral that Jason's wife Candy shared. It was that John Rulon had given a, a car, a, an electric car to Jason's um, you know, daughter. Not give Jason a gift, give Jason's daughter a gift. How important is that? And what is the lasting relationship that's built because of that kind of care?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And again, this is, you know, uh, are we trying to care about the business subject or the business target, or are we trying to care about the person behind it? Mm. And I think if we st- center it around the latter, not the former, you know, the, 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 the former, you know, the business target, yeah, they get the branded notebook and the marketing material. The person, you know, is, gets, gets that feeling, that experience that we value them. Now, listen, you know, you can obviously like, you, know, you can start off very small. I, again, we're, we're human beings. All we want to seek is to feel loved and cherished and appreciated. So even a text message saying, Hey, I really appreciate your help. That meant a lot to me. Um, that's, that, that's a valuable experience. Um, you know, going up from that. Yeah. That's where you can get into gifting and John Rulin, you know, what this one thing he talks about in the book a lot um, is, you know, to focus Even just a tactic to focus on the spouse or focus on the person one degree away, because you know, yeah. For me as a CEO, I'm showered with gifts and praise, and people trying to work with me all the time. But you know, my wife, my daughter, my virtual assistant, fine. You know, I uh, I talk about this uh, story in the book where I met someone for coffee, and again, I I I remembered, um, you know as we were walking out that he was spending all weekend, you know, at a free throw tournament because his kid was really into basketball, you know, and instead of writing him a a normal, boring, thank you email, I went on Amazon and bought a basketball said, Hey, you know, have fun playing with your kid this weekend. And again, $10 and two minutes and it completely changed the trajectory of that relationship. So it doesn't require buying someone cars or football tickets or really expensive things. It can just be showing that you care and that you understand the person. Interesting.
0: And and the interesting thing that you talk about in chapter 11 is that when you look at relationships, you know, it's so like, it's an interesting thing talking to you because you built a very successful software company that empowers great relationships, but in the book, You talk about how face to face is the biggest investment with the biggest impact. So tell me about that conundrum. That here we are, technology has empowered us to connect with whoever we want, engage with with many many people, but it's still face to face human contact that people are impacted the most.
1: I mean, the biggest gift that we can give to someone. Um, is our time, right? That is like mm. the thing that we have the most finite amounts of these days, right? So Chris, even for you to spend your time recording this and then promoting this, um, that's an incredible gift to me. Um, and you, you, may, you may feel the same, vice versa. And so giving that gift is really, is really important. So yeah, face-to-face and that personal authentic connection um, matters a lot. Now technology, of course, you know, has allowed us to be connected with more people. We have an entire book of leverage where we talk about like email templates and things like that, that allow us to scale our engagement. And yeah, of course, you know, we, we can find ways to scale the impact that we drive to people, but still at the end of the day, you know, people do business with people they know, and the best way will always be just direct connection, focusing on no one else but each other.
0: And that's interesting. You talk about scaling impact and scaling connection. In that same chapter, you talk about um, how you can create value by bringing others together with community. What does community do as a tool for connection and as for building authority leadership?
1: Yeah, I feel I should be asking you this that question, right? I I, and I do cite you as a perfect example of that, right? Community. You know one it it does allow you to scale because what you're doing is again, and you see it through your dinners through others is you're you're creating lots of like one on one connections over the course of an evening. Um, people will always attribute that connection to you know and crediting that to you, and all you did was just get everyone in the same room and you know help them you know and have them help you make dinner. Um, so that's obviously a key aspect um, but you know it also creates you know that powerful shared experience that if nothing else if they have no other connection and no other way of working with each other um there's that shared experience that said hey we went through this together you know i almost see you equate this to like you know my uh you know i was in a fraternity and you go through that pledge period and you know it creates that shared experience that you, you can't ever replicate, and you have that bond with people, and of course, it elevates the, the person organizing it to say, "Hey, we owe this because we owe this to you, and you created this world.":
0: mm. It's an interesting notion. Just today, I was asked by some digital marketing company if I could kindly send them referrals, and I would get paid a referral fee. And I said, "Unfortunately, I can't. Uh, thank you for the offer. Uh, I am loyal to another digital marketing agency, one of the fastest growing in the company, Hawk Media, because their founder, Eric Huberman, we were in the same fraternity, but at different schools. And so the question I have about that is, um, we're both familiar with the 44 page study Stanford University did, um, sociological study that Stanford University did called the strength of weak ties. Yep. Right, vital information is best passed through a social network through a weak connection how do weak connections come into the ability to create relationships are you are you only able to build good relationships and ask for things from the people you know the most or are you better off asking for things from people that you barely know and there's not as much pressure on the relationship
1: yeah and so the truth is it's not binary right it's not like are they a strong relationship and i they're they're my best buddy and i care about them and then they are just a weak relationship you know and you know it you know again life is all about gray areas and so there is a lot of gray so yeah you know the people that we're closest with you know we know them they know us you know we're always working we're always working together so yeah sometimes if we want to branch out if we want a contact shift we want new connections it is tapping into those weaker relationships you know the person on linkedin that you haven't talked to in a in a couple you know in a couple years um one of the most amazing beautiful experiences about this book is that i've had to rely on a lot of relationships and a lot of people that i didn't necessarily stay very tightly engaged with and here I am now just kind of, you know, tapping into these people and posting on LinkedIn and all these people are coming out of the woodwork saying, hey, Sophie, I got you. I'm supportive, supportive of you. I'm excited. And I'm like, awesome. I barely remember who you are.
0: <laughs> but that's pretty interesting that, that there's still that, you know, you, you talk about the, the analogy between, you know, mind share and time right? Adding value maintains a relationship and increases your mind share, even as time, you know, goes on. Uh, and so the more you invest in a relationship, you know, the more it sustains with you, even if you don't talk with them, that's a
1: testament to your ability to build good relationships. I appreciate it. And so and one of the key aspects that we really strongly push throughout, you know, throughout the experience is throughout the book is to not be afraid You know, I love, Mm. I love the line that, you know, I love the line, most people won't, Um, because you're right. Most people are, will never reach out. Most people are, don't know what to say. So they close their email editor. They look at their contacts and go, Oh, I just, I want to reach out to them. I'm really afraid that what they don't like me, what what they don't say. And that's why our, our attitude is, you know, that, Hey, just, don't be afraid because most people at this point will just shy away and not do anything, but you can be the one that actually reaches out and saying, Hey, Niall, mm. I'm just thinking about you. Niall Lemgren? Yeah. And he, again, he and I haven't spoken in a, uh, in a little while, but again, you know, he, he sent me the message just now saying, Hey, just bought your book. And I'm like, ah, oh, amazing. He's a good guy.
0: What do you hope that people do with this book? Like how do you want people's lives to change now that they have a newfound you know, tools and tricks for building good relationships?
1: I, I do believe that we're in a world where relationships become our most important asset. And I think like this is going to be more important in kind of your know, tomorrow's economy. So I hope people can take a little bit more of a strategic approach to it and more engaged. There's a, there's a bigger thing that we've all seen, you know, um Cigna, the health insurance company, you know, they did a survey of twenty thousand people and nearly half of all Americans identified as being lonely, and those relationships are out there, we just don't have the natural skills anymore to be able to stay engaged with them. And I hope this helps, you know, helps kind of build in you know, the patterns that you know, many of us have been using for years.
0: Hmm. So relationships is the vehicle, but the overarching evil we're trying to solve for is that half of us are just lonely as anything what what kind of detriment does that do to your health
1: oh if yeah absolutely i mean i think what uh the, the there's a more recent study that uh you know loneliness is uh actually more dangerous than smoking again i i forget the exact i, I forget it's, exact study out there right it's it's equivalent to the reduction of lifespan
0: of smoking 15 cigarettes per day seven years off your life there you go that's a dan schwa quote for you
1: yeah and so that's (laughs) and that's like a a terror that's a terrifying thing to think right and again the only thing stopping us the only thing stopping us is what's in our head right Mm -hmm. is that fact that we're not doing it or it's not happening to us
0: and you're proof that you know really anybody can do it i mean here you were at the lowest point of your career, December of 2008, the middle of the recession, introverted guy yourself, and all it took were a few reach outs, and that launched you on the path to perseverance and, and a successful exit.
1: Oh yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it, it is kind of pretty crazy to see this. I mean, I, I am someone who honestly, like if you had met me you know freshman year of college, I was the guy that was seriously thinking about going home every weekend because I didn't want to interact with people. So that persona is very different than you know who you know who I at least I am today. Um, and I do owe that to just having the right people in my world.
0: Hmm. Any last words for our listeners?
1: I, I again I have to go back to this. You know most people won't. And those that do have all the power. And so when it comes to relationships, just be personal, and authentic. Don't be afraid to open up your phone right now. Pick out five people that you haven't talked to and saying, hey, it's been a little while just thinking of you, hope all is well. That's it, right? Send a message and see what happens.
0: Oh my gosh. So I'm going to have to go do that right now. So we're going to have to wrap this up. But to all our listeners, I really hope you learn, you know, the broad context of what Zvi has been talking about today. You know, it's not necessarily about what the ideas you have or what the background or the the technical skills or anything that you have. So many people fail to just make the first step, which is to reach out and make the ask. And Zvi wrote an entire book to help you do that. Help you make that first ask, that second ask, re engage people you haven't talked to in a long time. And this guarantee, when you read this book, will give you at least one tool. It will give you a lot, at least one tool that will guarantee make your life better, help you become less lonely, help you become more successful. You'll have a positive mental attitude about life, even if you're an introverted guy or girl who doesn't know the first step that's what the book is here for so go out and purchase it um, the link will be in the bio below zvi I, I, you know again i can't thank you enough for the impact that you've had on our life um, and i can't wait to see where we go in the in the future
1: thank you uh chris for all you do
0: thank you buddy well folks if you like this episode please share it with your friends share it with that person who goes home from college every single weekend because they feel like they don't know how to make community. They don't know how to make that reach out. This is, they are who need that book. Maybe it's not you who need that book, but think about who you know that needs this book and share it with your friends. Hope you all are having a phenomenal day on Earth. Remember folks, it's your world, go explore, and we'll see you next episode.